Welcome to the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast, where we invite you into a journey of healing and personal transformation that will radically change your divorce experience, heal your heart while refining your character, and set you up to be effective and feel empowered as you navigate the practical and emotional challenges of divorce. I'm your host, Karen McMahon, founder of Journey Beyond Divorce. My divorce brought me to my knees, and it also transformed me and set me on this path to help you. Our team of JBD coaches support men and women to engage in divorce with more calm, clarity, and confidence through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Aligned action to me is taking 100% 100 responsibility over your 50% of the co-parenting. I define responsibility as response hyphen ability. It is your ability to respond to life, not react. And so that's what aligned action truly is all about is now I've become aware, I've looked at my choices, and now I am going to take responsibility. I'm going to take the action that is aligned with who I want to be, where I want to go long-term. I'm going to make sure that I am headed in that direction. So these are the actions that we do or don't take with awareness, with purpose, with intention to create the experience that we're desiring, even if it's not present today. Welcome to All Things Parenting, where we introduce you to experts who share proven approaches to parenting, co-parenting, and step-parenting that we were never taught and need now more than ever. Parenting is one of the most important and difficult roles we take on. And even with married parents, it's by no means an easy job. Divorcing parents are faced with the added trauma of divorce, the overwhelm and exhaustion from single parenting, the wide-ranging, thorny challenges of co-parenting, and the monumental effort needed when you enter into a blended family with hers, his, ours, and all the exes. We need rock-solid skills, approaches, guidance, and support. And that's what All Things Parenting is designed to offer. Welcome back to another episode of All Things Parenting. I am so excited to chat with today's guest about her three A's to conscious co-parenting how you view your child and their behavior, your ability to self-regulate amidst the storm, and the skill of presence and responsiveness as you address your child's behavior is a brilliantly powerful way to parent, yet by no means an easy one. Today's guest, Mickey Gardner, walks us through the three A's, the importance of each step and the immensely valuable impact this practice has on your daily life as a parent and your relationship with your child. A little bit about Mickey. Um, She is a certified life coach and conscious parenting coach and the host of Co-Parenting with Confidence podcast, which I really encourage you to check out. Driven by her own struggles to overcome divorce, Mickey helps moms 
move past the divorce drama and conflict to become calm, confident co-parents, even without their ex's participation. Welcome, Mickey. Hi, thank you so much, Karen, for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation and to talk with you today. Yes, and I think that you and I have such similar ways of approaching this that I'm excited for my audience to hear your approach. So before we get into that, um, can you just share a little bit about how you began working in this space? Yeah, um, <clears throat> of course. I think like a lot of us, right? It's um, I ended up divorced. I never intended to be divorced. No one of us get married with the, <laughs> you know, beautiful intention of divorcing. But nonetheless, that is where I found myself, and <clears throat> it was ended up being a catalyst for a huge transformation in my life, but not one that I was really a willing participant of or necessarily excited about. Um, I had, I was a business owner. Um, I had a little toddler. I was married. We had just finished a house. Um, I had checked all of the boxes and, um, looking back, I was very good at controlling all of the other humans or so I thought in my life to make sure that we were all just blissfully happy. And one night that all came crashing down to a very quick uh, halt. And it looks like it felt in the time, like it all happened in an instant. Um, through the healing journey, I learned that we are all co-creating our life at any given time. And so healing for me ended up being about taking a lot of responsibility and ownership and understanding. Um, but nonetheless, I did decide to get a divorce and suddenly found myself as a single mom of a little kid, still trying to do all the things that I did uh, before the divorce and making sure that I still look the part, acted the part, and God forbid, let, didn't let anyone know how much I was struggling. Um, but you know, divorce has a lot of, for me, shame, attached to it. I did not come from a family where there was divorce. Um, and so I really was alone in that process. And it was a very difficult time. And I really didn't have... This was eight years ago. And there wasn't as much out there as there is now. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just was very lonely and had to sort of move through it as best I could by a lot of trial and error. And Luckily um, for me, I was able to really walk through it and learn a lot of valuable lessons, a lot of hard lessons. Um, but that's why I do what I do today, which is really be there for moms to walk through the emotional ups and downs um, of co-parenting and moving past the healing uh, from divorce and learning how to uh, have the skills and the tools and the strategies to not continue to keep ourselves stuck, um, you know, where, where we've been and, you know, parenting, I mean, you know, this it's parenting is hard, but then co-parenting and single parenting adds an entirely new level of complexity and difficulty. Um, you know, I call, <laughs> I call it like a full contact sport. And so if we're not properly padded up, and having all the skills and the muscles and everything to do it makes it really challenging. So I love now being able to walk alongside moms as their coach and mentor, 
uh, so that they can learn how to live a life of intention and joy and ease after divorce. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. And there was just so much in that introduction to your situation. Um, I agree with you. It's like in the best of circumstances, when you're happily married, you know, parenting is just, it's like, oh my God, we bring these human beings into the world. And then, you know, maybe some of us have been raised in a really healthy way. Everyone has Mm -hmm. some dysfunction. So you only know what you know. Right. Um, and, And then you pile on top of that, feelings of shame or failure with the marriage. And for us in Journey Beyond Divorce, we work with so many high conflict people. So there's such a a breakdown of Mm self-confidence. It's like, how Mm -hmm. do you parent if you don't stand in the seat of authority? And how do you stand in the seat of authority when you've been berated and belittled? And and Mm -hmm. now maybe even your little people um, are are doing that because they see the other adult see doing it. it. And so it gets so hard. And the other thing you just said, that isolation, that let mm-hmm. me put on my masks and make believe everything's okay, which of course you and I know is like the worst <laughs> thing that you can do for your own survival and healing mm-hmm. and even for your children. So thank you so much for sharing your story. And so that was eight years ago. And uh, how long have you actually been doing the co-parenting work? So the co-parenting work has been in the last, I was certified as a life coach in 2019. I then did the conscious parenting certification starting in 2020. I really came to that because I had a... um, quote unquote, difficult kid, not one that would basically, uh, succumb to what I wanted him to do. (laughs) He was very strong willed, definitely has his own beliefs in life, which they all do. Uh, and so I was looking for help because I just, my, like you said, we parenting, you either do exactly what you grew up with, right? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Or you go to the other end of the spectrum. That's right. But both of those extremes aren't necessarily the best idea. And so I was really looking for something. There had to be something in the middle. I was blessed with amazing parents who are loving and generous and wonderful. And still, there were things that I knew just nothing jived. And, you know, this is the only thing that you can do without a license or education (sighs) or permission. It's like, oh yeah, just bring a human in because that's not really a big deal. It's ludicrous to me that we don't seek out the same level of support and help. And so that's where I was certified by Dr. Shafali Tisberry, who wrote The Conscious Parent. She's Oprah's parenting coach. So, you know, she's got some street cred there. But she's really (laughs) extraordinary. And... So I did that. And while I was life coaching, and that's when I realized, okay, these two worlds really come together in such a beautiful way. And that's where I wanted to really help co-parents learn. There's a way to parent and co-parent consciously. And the way that I like to define it is conscious parenting isn't perfect parenting by any means. But it simply means that you are aware of what you are doing and why you are doing it, even when that awareness comes after the fact. Because it's only once that we have awareness that we're able to make conscious choices or be responsive to life. And so that's really where I started blending 
the, all of the education that I had and creating this sort of conscious co-parenting. So I, I love, I love it and what it does for myself and my clients. It's really a beautiful, difficult yeah, and, I, and beautiful and I'm thing. hearing that this, so you went through a conscious parenting and of course every parent should learn, would be well-served to learn how to be a conscious parent but then you add that additional layer of the person that you're no longer married to because you either didn't communicate well mm-hmm. or you didn't agree on things mm-hmm. or you had different values or you were raised differently or you might have different child rearing perspectives. And then that brings in this whole other element. So it's not just me and how my parents raised me. Now it's it's him and how his parents raised him and what he wants to do. And, and then just our mishagog that happens between mm-hmm. the two of us that really doesn't have to do with the kids, although that might be the topic of the day. Exactly. And then you get the added bonus of new people in their life. So now you get even more co-parents in the mix, potentially. So it becomes a village. And so, you know, it's really about how are you going to manage that village? And that's what I really want moms to, and dads, I do, I do work with some dads too, but really want people to understand is that most of the time, when parents come, it's, you know, I can't do this because the other co-parent isn't on board or they don't agree with me. And so how can I move forward? And there's always this kind of helplessness or stuckness that happens because there isn't agreement. But as you just said, with divorce, oftentimes you didn't get divorced because you guys agree and communicate super, super well. Right. So what I want to do is learn, teach you the tools and the skills to be able to move forward in a way that is aligned for you, that is intentional and moving you towards what you want, even when the other person isn't participating or giving you their permission, because you are 100% in control of your experience of this world. Nobody else gets to tell you what to think or to feel or how to act. That's up to you. But we have to have the skills and the ability and the tools to do it. And that's where really learning, however that looks, whatever support system that looks like, um, having all of those tools to be able to do that. Because I think that was the one thing I realized, and I'm sure you can relate many of your listeners I decided to divorce solely because I realized that I was the example of what it looked like to be a mom, a wife, a woman, a sister, a daughter, all of those things for my son. And was I happy with that version that I was showing him? And the answer at that time was no. And so that I think is really our biggest responsibility for our children because children do not learn by what we tell them. They learn by what they see. And so we are the example. And the question that I always ask myself and teach my clients to ask is, who am I being? And is that in alignment with who I want to be? And if those two things are in integrity, awesome. When they're not, we have some work to do. And that makes it so crystal clear. Mm-hmm. You know, that whole question of who am I being and am I aligned? I love that. And you said something earlier about learning that you controlled other people. And I think that when we deal with co-parenting so often with my clients, uh, it's a high conflict divorce. It's post-divorce. And there's still mm-hmm. that tendency that mm-hmm. I have to get him or her 
mm-hmm. on board with my board. way. And then and then they're reactive because mm-hmm. because they're trying to control something that's outside of their control. And, yeah. you know, in 12 step programs, they say, keep your side of the street clean. And <laughs> I think when we come to co-parenting, it's like there's two sides of the street. You're on one. Sweep up all you want. <laughs> Yep. Just don't cross the street. So let's dive in to these three A's and uh, and see what this looks like. You've been listening to our podcast, Getting Educated, Regulating Your Emotional Reactions, and it's been really helpful. Yet you know you could do better, be better, and you're wanting and needing more support. That's where our coaching service is a game changer. We're here for you when you need us the most, ensuring you have all the tools and resources at your fingertips, guiding and supporting you to be more effective. Our free rapid relief call helps you gain a broader perspective, commit to your best next steps, and determine what coaching support is right for you. Visit rapidreliefcall.com to book your call today. are awareness, agency, and aligned action. Awareness is simply uh, being conscious, being aware of what is true, what is going on. Um, That might look like if you realize and are aware that you have been triggered, you're having big emotions, or maybe you're lost in reactivity. So awareness is the first step because we can only change that which we are aware of. And, you know, I think one of the biggest things that I have found in certainly working with other co-parents, but through life coaching and just in my own life is the majority of us are living in a state of reactivity almost all of the time. And the state of reactivity is really where we are reacting to what is happening. And that is a misleading place to live from because when we are reactive, we're not making conscious choices. We think the world is happening to us and we just have to automatically respond. It's like living in a pinball machine where you're just constantly being flung around trying to avoid all the lights and the flying things at you. So, but a lot of people think reactive reactivity might be yelling, screaming, throwing things, you know, those big conflicts. But it is also quiet reactivity. And what I call quiet reactivity is giving in to avoid the fight, saying yes, when you really mean no, or loose or no boundaries. This is also living in reactivity. And a lot of times I see this with um, so many of my clients, and I am certainly a card carrying member of this club, the people pleaser club. (laughs) You know, I'm recovering, but I'm in it and I'm aware of it. So when we are people pleasers, that is really what we're doing is we are reacting. We are trying to change what is going on around us to make things easier for us to deal with. And so that is reactivity. And we have to be aware of when we are in it. So awareness starts with just realizing 
And then being able to calm your nervous system. Uh, I won't go into a lot of it, but right when we are reactive, when we are triggered, our nervous system has identified a threat. And so we have been flooded with uh, stress chemicals, cortisol and other things. So your entire system is flooded at that moment. Your emotions are very, very high in order to get you to, to fight, flight, freeze or fawn so that you survive. But we all know that a text coming from our other co-parent isn't necessarily life-threatening, although it physically feels the same way because we are being triggered by our nervous system. So when we become aware that we've been triggered and we are aware of this response that's going on in our body, first and foremost, we have to calm it down. And so being able to calm our nervous system looks like hitting the pause button, taking some deep breaths, and bringing yourself back to a place of calm so that you can move to step two. So step two is agency. Agency is really just choice. We always, always, always have a choice. Most of the time, we don't believe that, right? How many times do we say we have no choice? Yeah. And if I could just kind of yeah, jump please. in here, um, that first piece so when we're reactive, right, which mm -hmm. you described so well, and we're in we're in our um, amygdala, and we actually lose access to our mm -hmm. frontal cortex, correct, where all of our rational thinking happens. Mm -hmm. So, if, so what Mickey's saying to us is awareness. Number one, you slowing down enough to go, what's going on with me? What am I mm -hmm. thinking? What am I feeling? How's my body reacting? You can't get to step two. You, <laughs> you won't see choices and you can't even get to step two until you take the time to slow exactly. it down and recalibrate. I'm going to say mm -hmm. like, so that you can reconnect with your thought process. And so, mm -hmm. so that's just such a brilliant first step. And mm -hmm. I would imagine, Mickey, if we could just slow this down a little bit, when you work with clients, even if they haven't gotten to step two, there must, what is the reaction that you get from your clients who are starting to live in awareness, who just are getting that piece where it's mm -hmm. like, oh my God, like what kind of feedback do you get? So that to me is the biggest part of where freedom, where you start to step your toe into freedom, because for the first time, when you're able to, like you so beautifully illustrated, step back, there's that saying that I hear in yoga all the time, when emotion is high, intellect is low, mm -hmm. right? Because the blood can only go one direction or the other. So we have to understand that nothing is wrong. We're not broken. We're not inept in some way. We just physically like have to get our animal body back with our spirit and our mind. And so when we start to see that awareness and we, when we're able to start to notice it, there's a real feeling of empowerment right. because you start to feel like you have some control which is really ultimately what we're all grasping for all the time. But understanding that control never lied outside of us. It was always inside of us. So as soon as we can start to control our own experience of just calming our nervous system, that is huge, right? And I, I always love when clients will um, 
Voxer me. So we have either Voxer uh, that is in between sessions. So in case anything comes up. And so they'll send me a Voxer saying, okay, I am really triggered right now. Here's what's going on. Here's how I want to react. Here's how I want to do this. What do I do? Right. And even just that they're aware, they're aware they're in that moment and they don't know what to do, but I love when I get those, not because they're in reaction, but because they've already started to dip their toe into the awareness. So then we can start to talk through it on what to do. Uh, that, that's so brilliant. And and it, I, I think it's so important for our clients to celebrate all of the baby steps that they accomplish. Mm. And so just Sweet. awareness, even if you haven't changed your behavior One of the interesting things about awareness is you begin to know your tells, right? So it's so exciting when people like, oh, when I get triggered. So I I have a saying, every upset is a setup for personal Mm -hmm. growth. Well, it's only the, the setup is actually first noticing I'm upset when I get upset. Do I go from zero to a hundred? Does my stomach not? Um, does my jaw tighten? Like there's mm-hmm. so there's an immediate tensing of the body. And so that first step of awareness and what you just described about clients like reaching out and going, I'm seeing it. I don't know what the heck to do about it. Mm-hmm. Help. Um, but wow, I'm seeing it. Something that I've done for decades that I'm seeing for the first time, which is just so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, our body will never lie to us. That isn't a message that we're told. We're actually in this entire world, whether it's media, culture, all the things we're really told to disconnect from our bodies, right? Fix them, change them, ignore them, push past them, all that. Just think it right. Think your way out. But ultimately your brain is just filled with a bunch of thoughts, most of which are not accurate or true. And so your mind will lie to you all day long, but your body never, ever will. So when we are able to tap into those things, like you just said, the tightening in your jaw, the pit in your stomach, the overwhelming sort of rush of heat that goes all the way up, those are your body's way of sending you a signal that says, Hey, we need to address something. It's not that it's trying to hurt you. It's not that we should run for the hills, but oftentimes we're afraid of those feelings. We're afraid of stepping into them because we haven't been taught the skill of learning how to feel them and process them. We've actually been told in so many ways to ignore them, to avoid them, right? Just don't feel them, buy something, eat something, take something, whatever it is, just don't feel it. When really all of the magic lies in being able to say, oh, okay, my gut is telling me something isn't right. What is the message here? But that slowing down process takes some time and some effort and definitely the desire to be able to live in that different state, which in time is liberation. Right. And it's um, it's the gift that keeps on giving once you mm-hmm. have it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So you've worked with someone, um, they're really beginning to, uh, be conscious of their behavior of the changes in their body of when they're triggered. Uh, let's talk about agency. Okay. So there is agency is really about the choices that you have. Uh, and like I started to say, there's so many people and so many times we feel like we have no choice 
right? They made me do it. He made me say that. He made me act that way, right? All of those feeling like we have to, we know we're in auto reaction there. So the universe made it really easy for us because we only ever have three choices in any given situation. So that's awesome. Uh, We can accept something, we can change it, or we can leave it. Accepting something means, can I accept this situation as it is without changing anything and move on without anger or resentment or holding on to it? If the answer to that is yes, awesome. Accept it and off you go. Unfortunately, (laughs) that is a tall order at times um, because we might not be able to accept someone else's bad behavior, words, actions. So the next one is if we cannot accept it, can we change it? Again, here's the here's where we have to decide. Changing something means can you change something? You being you, not the other person. Right? If we could change the other person, that would be amazing, but no one has that magic wand. If someone has it out there, please let me know cuz I will gladly purchase that. But, you know, it's can I do something to change my part of this? Like you said, cleaning up your side of the street. I talk to my clients about taking 100% responsibility over their 50%. And so if you can change something about you that will alleviate the, the situation and you want to do it, great, do that. If you don't want to accept, you don't want to change, well, then we have to go to leave. And leave can mean either physically or liter- um, you know, physically or figuratively. So what that might look like is, can I leave this situation? Oftentimes with co-parenting, you could, but you don't want to. You don't want to leave your children. You don't want to leave that sort of other situation. So no, we can't physically leave it, but it might look like leaving the conversation. Meaning if the other person is dishing out a bunch of nasty grams, as I call it, those super fun texts that come and just knock you right on your rear end, you can leave that figuratively. You can say, I will not respond when you are being disrespectful. Done, out, on, right? So that is also, that's what leaving looks like, either leaving figuratively or physically. And so those are sort of the three steps that we are, or I'm sorry, the three choices that really we ever have in any given situation. So once we get to awareness and we get to that kind of calmer, place where we can start to look at it, that's when we have to spend the time to dive in. And it's not always easy to know which of the three choices. Sometimes we have to really sort of sift through it because, right, it's like any given situation can feel like a big old ball of yarn, right? It's just a bunch of pieces put together. We actually have to pull them each apart and lay them out to even understand what am I actually looking at here? And so that is untangling process is one that I sort of teach and work on with clients. And that's why I really urge moms and dads get support because oftentimes you can't see the forest for the trees and without a coach or a mentor or a therapist or someone who has, has the skills and has walked the walk and the journey ahead of you, right? That is where you need someone to be able to stand on the outside of the forest and say, Hey, it's just a tree, like go left and let's, let's get to the path on the other side. So, um, that's really the agency part. 
Yeah, no, I love that. And as you were talking, um, as someone who uh, went through my divorce, being mm -hmm. in a 12-step program, the serenity prayer is exactly what that's about. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and courage is often needed, and love this part, the wisdom to know the difference. Mm. You know, so, it's, um, yeah, my I have to just say, my aunt is um, 38 years sober now. And, um, she said that to me all just over and over. I've heard that beautiful. I, it literally brings tears to my eyes every time I hear it. And I was with her yesterday. She's in memory care now, uh, suffering with dementia. And she stood up and said that to me yesterday. Oh. And she, um, she said, Oh, Mickey, look, I have chills when she got done with it. And I said, I always have chills when you say it. And she gave me a big hug. And I thought, it was just a beautiful moment that she is, doesn't remember a lot, but man, she remembers that. that. And she is living in a place of love at the moment, which, um, yeah. you know, God bless her. So sorry. I just had to share that because it's no, now twice oh I've goodness. heard that in less than 24 hours. And it's, um, yeah. but it's so true. It's, we, it, we really have to start to understand what, what do I have control over and what don't I, and how right. can I accept that part of it and move forward. Absolutely. And, and I think that just to stay on this agency a little bit more, you know, in, in journey beyond divorce, we have, um, we have this, um, uh, emotional paradigm that we work with clients on. And so there's seven levels of emotional energy. And one of the interesting things is just like when you're in uh, fight, flight, or freeze, when you're in those lower, motions, you can't see choice. I like to say you're in the dungeon and the basement, mm -hmm. like you have that little window, like you have a peephole, yeah. so you don't see anything. Mm -hmm. And then you go up to the first floor, which is in this paradigm is, is forgiveness and taking responsibility. Mm -hmm. And if you're on the ground floor, it's like, okay, I could see more, but not everything. And when you go up, the, the steps are um, forgiveness, compassion, peace, joy, absolute passion. And if you think about it, um, being on the rooftop or in the penthouse, uh, you have 365 degree mm -hmm. view of what's going on most of the time. Yeah. And as we discuss choices, what I hear you saying is um, as you regulate emotionally, right, you're going up that elevator and the more calm and clear you get, the more um that second one, like, is there some change that I can make? Like, then choices begin to appear. And so I love this paradigm of yours where it's like, first, awareness, slow it down, notice your reactivity, notice how your body's speaking to you, and then step into your agency, which has its own levels. And maybe you can't do anything. But if you're clear enough, at least you know you can't do anything and you can step away with peace. Um, and I love number three, which sounds all about boundaries. Like, you know, do I have to be exposed to this? And what are my other choices even in that? Um, and uh, choices around not taking abuse, I think, are, are vitally important when you're working with co-parents. And then we get into action. Talk to us a little bit about that. Of course, your friends and loved ones deeply care about you. 
But if you're honest, while they mean well, when it comes to your divorce, they just don't get it. And sometimes you leave those conversations feeling even more isolated. If you're lonely and craving connection and support, check out our high conflict divorce support group, where an intimate group of 12 people gather from the comfort of their homes to hear, see, and encourage each other while our JBD team of coaches provide emotional support and practical guidance. There's no reason to take this journey alone. If you've been yearning for support, go to journeybeyonddivorce.com backslash HCDSG and register today. right this is the fun part this is where we get to start to really make uh meaningful and visible changes visible and not and invisible but aligned action to me is taking 100 100% responsibility over your 50% of the co-parenting i define responsibility as response hyphen ability it is your ability to respond to life not react And so that's what aligned action truly is all about is now I've become aware, I've looked at my choices, and now I am going to take responsibility. I'm going to take the action that is aligned with who I want to be, where I want to go long-term. I'm going to make sure that I am headed in that direction. So these are the actions that we do or don't take with awareness, with purpose, with intention, to create the experience that we're desiring, even if it's not present today. And this is where there's a, there's a lot of discomfort. There's a lot of uncertainty. The uncertainty is always there, but it shows up. We think it just appears here, Uh, you know, but it's looking at this other co-parent might be high conflict. They might be making things very, very difficult. That does not mean that you can't take responsibility and move forward towards where you want to go. Yes, they can make it challenging and uncomfortable, but they cannot stop you. And that is where when we start to understand really what we can and can't control and really taking care of and healing ourselves, we're willing to take actions in a different way. We're willing to step into uh, making decisions that someone may be disappointed with, right? That the other person might not agree with, but you are willing to do it because you have the emotional management to be able to do it, right? You have the self-trust that you are going to be there for yourself. And that is the game changer because all of the awareness and the agency is really learning to trust yourself, to know that you are going to show up based on the vision and the values that you have and that you're not going to let yourself down. And that's what you know, aligned action is about. I, I love that. And I think what would be so helpful if you could share a story or two of clients who've gone through this so that we can make this even more tangible for our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. I have one of my clients I've been working with for about a year. She came to me when she was I think they were already two and a half or three years divorced. And so 
it was a very contentious, very difficult marriage, very difficult divorce and had continued, right? She came to me and said, you know, just at the end of her rope, because the conflict, the attacks, the blame, the verbal abuse just kept coming. And she said, it has been over two years. Like when is it going to stop? Nothing is stopped, right? She's like... And but now I have my kid half the time, right? It was all of the things, and this I see so much, and it breaks my heart. So, but what she, what we have been working on is really her understanding how was she co creating this? How was she avoiding the conflict? She was right, she would either be adding to it or completely avoiding it, but neither were getting her where she wanted to go. And so what we started to do was really all of this work, um, learning how to become more aware what's going on when she gets reactive. Um, they use one of these software programs, right? Where all of the information is sent via email back and forth. And she would, at the beginning, you know, we would prepare for the Sunday reading of the email, right? Because there was so much intense stress. She just didn't even want to read the email because she would become so flooded and then not be able to function. Yep. And it was debilitating. So this isn't a way to live, you know, and she had other people that she worked with that would, you know, let's just do it in chunks. Let's just do it really quick and then ignore it. It was just all of these more heightened um, trauma responses to it. And so we really had to slow down and start with the awareness, started building meditation into her daily practice, start looking at self-care, right? This is not bubble baths. This is not Manny petties. Self-care is really what are the, what is the minimum baseline, the little promises that you're going to keep to yourself to help you take care of yourself. Um, it involved exercise, increasing the amount of water that she drank every day, having a non-negotiable bedtime, right? All of the things that she needed to do to just support herself. And, you know, I know it seems simple, but you have to be taking care of the little animal body that we inhabit so that it can be there for us. So we started doing that, the meditation, starting with awareness work. We've been together just over, she worked with me just, we're, I think, hitting the year mark. And she texted me the other day, or I'm sorry, voxered me the other day. And this was one of those wins where he just threw the kitchen sink at her. I mean, this was, the dog's paw had a sore on it. And you would have thought that, I mean, she was the worst mother in the world. He threw all of it. You aren't capable of taking care of a dog. So how can you take care of our children? I'm going to have to go to the lawyers and have the courts take everyone away from you. Um, All of it. And she sent me a note and she's like, oh, you won't believe this one. You ready? (laughs) She read it to me and she goes, here's how I'm going to respond. Right. And she had it all dialed in. She only responded to the facts of the email, which is what we learned to do. Right. She would print out the emails she, we, I would have her print them out and then she would scratch out anything that wasn't a cold stone fact. And then she only addresses the facts. And so over time, right? Yes. It still sucks that he's sending her these things. Absolutely. 
right? But she almost was empowered. She almost, almost feels like, okay, he can throw anything at me and I'm still going to be okay. So she addressed it. She sent the email off. She sent me the Voxer and she went on her merry way. And that to me is the liberation because this work doesn't stop the hardship from coming. It doesn't stop the other co-parent from all of their ridiculous shenanigans, but it a hundred percent changes the way that you contend with it. And that is a game changer. And so that to me is the aligned action for her was really learning to be, who do I want to be? I want to be calm. I want to be confident. And I want to really show up based on how I want to show up in the world. And so learning how to walk that walk every day through the three steps. And um, it just, we got a good chuckle out of it after in our session, you know, just her strength and empowerment. And so many of my clients find the same things. And I know I do. And it's just there's a different way to co-parent. And that's why I'm so willing to sort of shout it from the, the rooftops, because I think you see that there's either this idea that co-parenting is either highly contentious and where you just deal with you and ignore everything else and, you know, good riddance to the other person, which, okay, if you have to be there, okay, but that doesn't feel good. Or there's the other end of the spectrum where everything is so same, same and consistent. And we're showing up in family pictures with, you know, the big blended family, all wearing identical clothing, right? (laughs) Are those our options? Like there's gotta be something. And there is something in between and it's all about you and you really learning to be the mom and the human and the woman you want to be. And for me, be means think, feel, and act. It's all of those things. And you have control over that every single moment when you learn the skills to do it. Mickey, what, first of all, what a great example to use, because I know that all of my listeners are nodding their Mm -hmm. head going, Mm -hmm. yeah, because that's the level of contentiousness. I woke up one morning to 138 texts. That was the largest number. Um, And so boundaries around this kind of stuff. I have a client where, that's one of the things we do because she gets mm-hmm. multi-page belittling, mm-hmm. berating boundaries. And so I just love your program, awareness, agency, aligned action. And the cool thing is, it's not like these skills are going to stop at their parenting. You're training people. You go out into the world, no matter what you run into, no, what, no matter what kind of difficult personality, no matter what kind of challenge, if you've developed the skills of awareness agency action, you're going to apply that to everything, not just your little pumpkins that you're raising. A thousand percent, right? I always joke that we call this co-parenting skills. It's adulting skills. Right. And this is what we want to teach our kids, because this is what kids need to know these skills. I'm teaching these same things to my son, to the bonus kids, to anybody. Right. And it's really about you embodying those things and being the example, because our children need to know that they are not dependent on everything going right and everything going in their direction for them to be okay. They need to know that they are in control of them, not everyone else. And I think that is the greatest gift we can give them. 
Yeah. And and I'm such a big fan of breaking generational chains mm-hmm. and what you're doing here. It's like, I don't ever want to raise my kids the way my mom did. But to your point, do I just swing over to the other side of the pendulum? Right. And what you're offering is a way to, you're going to show up calm, clear, you know, a confident parent. And you're, you're, I, you started this way, right? Like they don't listen to what we say. They listen to what we do. And so here, all of your behavior is teaching your children um, a way of behaving through life's ups and downs. I used to say to my kids, don't ever let someone else's bad behavior determine yours. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, going through high conflict, divorce and co-parenting, people like I had no choice in the matter. Like he or she did A, B and C. So I had yeah. to. And right. you're you're just like blowing that right out of the water. It's like you never have to behave in an unaligned way. Mm-hmm. You just need to see what's coming, be aware, understand mm-hmm. your choices and and then liberation. I mean, just total and complete liberation, regardless of him or her never changing the way they show up. Absolutely. And it's really giving up the need to have the control over what they think. Right. And I, one of the little examples I can use is that just learning how to use your breath to calm yourself down. Um, before we got on the air, you know, I was telling you that I had to take my son to the ER last night and it's a very stressful moment, right? I noticed that I was really like very frantic. He was very frantic in the, in the passenger seat. And so I said to him, I said, Oh, you know what this calls for? And he sort of like laughs because he always knows, Oh, it's going to be one of mom's weird things again. But I said, we're really, really flooded. We got to come down. Right. So we spent two minutes of the drive doing four square breathing. And we just did it together. And by the time we walked in, he was thinking, he was calm, right? And when he was in there, he would get a little flooded and I'd say, okay, here we go. And I'd watch him do it, right? And then we both sort of were able to calm our nervous system so that we could hear what was happening, so that we could address what was going on. And four square breathing, for those that don't know it, you can imagine like a square, but you, for kids, you have to, bring it down to two or three, but for adults, you breathe in for four seconds, you hold it for four seconds, you breathe out for four seconds, and you hold that for four seconds. And you just repeat the square over and over. And it literally within a couple of squares, your whole system has come down so that you can then be more aware to what is actually happening around me, right? If there is a guy chasing you with a knife, do not do four square breathing, (laughs) just run. But (laughs) if it is a non-life-threatening danger, so to speak, or you feel in danger and flooded, all we need to do is pause and and do some breathing. Even just, you know, when children, uh, you know, just tell them, do you smell that? And let them take a big sniff in, they already took a breath. So whatever you can do to just take a breath, it's your body's survival mechanism. It knows how to regulate itself when we let it. Yeah. Beautiful. I'm so glad you explained that. Mickey, this has just been delightful. Uh, thank oh, you so it. much for sharing you. Um, what you do. Please tell tell the audience your, your podcast, your website. Um, I know you have a free giveaway. So just 
Yeah. Let us know how everyone can find you. Thank you. Well, I do love hanging out on Instagram. So certainly always there or my website. Um, my name is Mickey. It's M like the mouse, but M I K K I Gardner G A R D N E R. So that's Instagram and my website. Uh, and I do have a podcast, uh, co-parenting with confidence where I have had amazing experts like you, Karen, come on. And I do a lot of topics just about co-parenting what's going on, what I find people struggling with. I really want people to know that they are not alone in this journey, although it feels so lonely. Mm -hmm. And so I hope that the podcast is a way to make make people feel less alone and learn some strategies. And I did create a freebie, which I would love to offer uh, to your audience, but it's simply a coach, uh, I'm sorry, a conscious co-parenting masterclass. It's a super short 20 minute video where you can learn how to shift out of the drama and the conflict and really step into calm and confidence. Again, without needing anybody to change or leave. And it's really all about how to take back your energy so that you have the time, the energy, and the desire to make that lasting change in your co-parenting journey. And so it's these three simple steps that I dive into a little bit further. And it's simple, not easy, but simple. And you can learn to handle the chaos with confidence and grace. So I would love for anyone who is interested to dip their toe in there. Yeah, what a great gift. So, you know, you guys, you're all podcasters, please go check out Mickey's podcast. It's it just is so valuable. I've been listening to it. It's such a great program. And and grab the free giveaway. And uh, that in and of itself will move you forward. Mickey, thank you so much for coming and sharing your wisdom and your experience with us. I love what you do. I'm a big fan of yours. Yeah. Really appreciate you joining us. Thank you for having me, Karen. I feel it's a little mutual admiration society here because <laughs> I adore you. I feel so aligned, but I really love what you're doing and how you're supporting women, especially in those high conflict situations, because it feels so lonely and helpless. And so I really thank you for all you do and just for the opportunity to be here and talk with you. So thank you. You're very welcome. We will be back again real soon with another episode of All Things Parenting. Until then, you take care. Thanks for joining us on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women through our one-on-one -on -one coaching group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon.